Hey, wake up. Welcome to the Numbers Podcast. On the Numbers Podcast, we, rep- we present general information about various topics, looking at each topic from a numbers point of view. The tone of the past few episodes has been dire, if not dark. One of the podcast listeners told me that I needed to lighten up the topics a little. I agree. Hopefully this episode meets that. This episode is being recorded near the shore of the inland coast. Most of my facts and figures come from articles found on the internet. So right from there you should take this podcast with a grain of salt and maybe a little tequila with it. Some of the numbers were calculated myself. As I develop a podcast episode, I do have my own preconceived ideas. I must curb myself so that I do not manipulate the numbers to fit my preconceived notions. Already I have found that the numbers are changing my notions. This podcast is an adventure and you are invited to join the journey. There is no specific destination. We will see where the numbers take us. By presenting the numbers to you, maybe your interest will be stirred. You may even want to look into the topic yourself, or even email to me a rebuttal. To paraphrase the words of Jesus, knock and the door will be opened to you. Please subscribe to this podcast and join the journey. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please contact us at mynumberspodcast at gmail.com. This episode of the Numbers Podcast will continue shortly. In 1929, after years of planning and purchasing land, construction work started on a hydroelectric dam in the middle of Missouri in the USA. In 1931, the dam was finished and the Ozark Reservoir was created to power the turbine generators in that new hydroelectric dam, named Bagno Dam. The electric utility, Union Electric, was the owner of the dam and manager of the reservoir. The power generated was mainly used by Union Electric's clients in St. Louis, 120 miles away. 
The Ozark Reservoir was then named Lake Benton after a senator, but later came to be called Lake of the Ozarks. During construction of the dam and lake, 20,000 people were employed. This was during the Great Depression. When the lake was finished, it was the largest man-made lake in the USA and one of the largest in the world. Since then it has been eclipsed by even larger man-made lakes in the world, including Truman Reservoir in Missouri. The cost in 1930 to build the dam was $30 million. In today's dollar that is about $500 million. The lake surface elevation at the dam is 600 feet above sea level. The base of the dam has an elevation of about 520 feet. That's a difference of about 140 feet. A column of water 140 feet high has a pressure at the bottom of the column at about 60 pounds per square inch. The average flow of water through the dam is about 83,000 gallons per second. That pressure and flow is what powers the turbine generators in the dam. That pressure and flow equates to about 174,000 horsepower or 130,000 kilowatts. That's the same as about 130 average windmills. At 130,000 kilowatts of power the dam has a potential to generate about a billion kilowatt hours of energy a year. In a typical year the dam generates about half of that. 500 million kilowatt hours sold to the consumer at 10 cents per kilowatt hour is 50 million dollars. In today's dollar the cost to build the lake and dam would be about 500 million. That's about 4 million per installed megawatt. For comparison a new coal-fired power plant would cost about 2 million per megawatt. The average cost to generate power at a hydroelectric dam is about a penny a kilowatt hour. For a coal-fired power plant it is about two and a half cents per kilowatt hour. If you painted a, a line down the middle of the main channel of the lake, the length of the line would measure about 92 miles. The shoreline of the lake is about 1,150 miles long. Ozark public relation folks like to say that the lake shoreline is longer than the coastline of California. But comparing shoreline to coastline is like comparing the old cow path to an interstate highway. Coastline is measuring a smooth line that runs along a state's water boundary. Shoreline measures every cove and cranny. So it is true that the lake's 1,150 miles is a larger number than California's 840 mile coastline, but the lake shoreline is a lot smaller than California's 
3,360 miles of shoreline. The lake can be considered a wide, deep, slow-moving river. At its deepest, the lake measures 130 feet. Its widest point is about 4,600 feet, about nine-tenths of a mile. The area of land that rainwater feeds into the lake is about 14,000 square miles. With 617 billion gallons of water in the lake and an average inflow and outflow of 83,766 gallons per second, the water in the lake is replaced on average about every 85 days. In reality, probably only the top 20 feet of water moves towards the dam, while the remainder is stagnant. 54,000 acres times 20 feet deep is about 350 billion gallons of water. So at 83,766 gallons per second average flow leaving the lake, the top layer of water is completely replaced every 48 days. The Lake of the Ozarks normally has about 5 million visitors a year. Assume 3.5 million of those are from Memorial Day to Labor Day, a span of about 100 days. For each visitor to the lake in the summer, assume there is at least one beer consumed during their stay. That's 3.5 million cans of beer. At an average price of 60 cents per can, that's over $2 million of beer in a summer. Assume that on average, a visitor urinates in a lake at least once during their visit. Assume an average urination is about 12 fluid ounces. For 3.5 million visitors, that is 42 million ounces or about 328,000 gallons of urine. That volume of urine in the lake is on average 0.00005% of the liquid in the lake. That is less than an average municipal swimming pool. The urine percentage in the lake is an average and there can be high concentrations in some parts of the lake, like the Party Cove, where the water on average is about 50% urine. When excess water flows into Lake of the Ozarks, such as during times of very heavy rainfall, the floodgates are used to pass this excess water out of the lake. When Bagno Dam opens all of its floodgates, bypassing the turbine generators, 1,212,000 gallons of water can pass through in a single second. That is 14 times the rate as passes through the turbines on average. The Lake of the Ozarks has about 70,000 homes and probably about another 70,000 condo units, plus lots of resorts, motels, and campgrounds. Ameren reports that Bagno Dam on average generates 500 million kilowatts hours a year, an amount they say can meet the needs 
of 42,000 residents. That's not even half of the energy needed just at the lake. I wonder what the design engineers at Stone and Webster and the planners at Union Electric would think about that, since the power generated was meant for supplying part of St. Louis's needs. In 2020, there were 287,000 recreational boats registered in the state of Missouri. Assume half of these are on the Lake of the Ozarks. Sounds high, but consider that doesn't include the boats on the lake that are registered in Illinois, Iowa, and Kansas, not to mention the country of Qatar. Sounds high, but consider that every house on the lake and every condo on the lake on average probably have one boat. So we have 140,000 boats at Lake of the Ozarks, either running on the water, sitting in a dock, sitting in a storage rack at a marina, or on a trailer. Assume the average boat is 30 feet long. That's 4,200,000 feet of boat. That's 795 miles of boat almost enough to line the boats up end-to-end -end along the shoreline of the lake. If you had all the boats line up in groups of eight side by side and get those groups into a line, the line would extend the entire 92 miles of the lake. Now that would be a boat parade. Assume the average motor horsepower is 200 for a boat at the lake. That's a total of 28 million horsepower. That's 160 times the capacity of the Bagno Dam generators. Assume the average current value of a boat at the lake is $50,000. That puts the total value of boats at the lake at about $7 billion. That's 14 times what it would cost to build the dam today. This coming summer, assume there will be 30,000 boats active on the lake on a summer weekend. Assume each boat uses 60 gallons of gas that weekend. At a projected $5 per gallon, that's about $9 million of gasoline a weekend. What's the longest boat on the lake? About 60 foot with a plethora of 45 foot long boats. Dare I say these are ocean going and great lake going boats? What's the speed record on the lake? The 50 foot long Spirit of Qatar with a 6,000 horsepower turbine engine at the lake shootout in 2014 set the record at 244 miles per hour. Now that's fast.
Thank you for listening to the Numbers Podcast. To paraphrase the physicist Tom Campbell, be an open-minded skeptic. If you'd like a list of the website addresses that I reviewed in developing this episode, please ask me in an email and I will send it to you. If you want to be alerted whenever a new episode is published, please subscribe to the podcast. If you'd like to send a comment, ask a question, or suggest a topic, please email us at mynumberspodcast at gmail.com. The email address has continuous letters with no spaces. Until next time, be love. Hey, wake up and go to sleep. I can't sleep.